you're listening to The Tactical Kitchen. I'm Melody Behrens, certified chef and nutritional therapy practitioner. And I'm Steve Behrens, 21-year special operations veteran and certified personal trainer. Together, we are here to share our experience on the ketogenic lifestyle. Don't forget our disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only and should not be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We're not doctors, and we don't play them on the internet. Now, let's get ready to chew the fat. Mmm, bacon. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Tactical Kitchen Show. You're stuck with us today. Yes, we're on episode 71. And it's just you and I. And it's just us. We've had a couple really awesome guests the past few weeks, so it's kind of weird for it to just be us talking about what we do. Is it weird? Well, I I guess it's kind of weird. I don't know. I guess. Well, it's been a couple weeks since we've done it, so I'm I'm used to like, hey, today we're talking to hibbity-bibbity-boo. Well, today I'm talking to Melody and me. <laughs> and we've been talking to each other all day already, so <laughs> I don't know what we're going to talk about now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we're just going to rehash everything to you guys. I think we're going to be okay because there's plenty. Oh, somebody. I didn't silence didn't my phone. Silence See, their phone. I'm out of practice. Someone's phone. Hmm. So one weekend away and I've fallen apart. Man. <laughs> That's right. So, so something we can talk about is Melody went out of town for the weekend and went to a uh, like a homesteading thing yeah so my daughter abby is interested in doing some homesteading practices later on when they maybe get some land and so i found this um class on airbnb experiences and we needed to have a mother daughter like couple of days together because it's been a while so we Ventured down to Elgin, Texas. So, again, one of those places in Texas that if you read it, you might pronounce it one way and you'd be wrong. Um, It's (laughs) Elgin. And we went to a place um, right there where uh, I found it on Airbnb, like I said, and we stayed in the guest house. It's Shamba Farms. And that is um, just something you can find on Airbnb. We'll actually post a link. And she provides an experience of a two-hour class on homesteading. Which was so informative, mm-hmm. and she start she bought the land when she was twenty five. She's had it for twelve years, and she has like composting going, chickens, goats, um, a garden, all these different things that she does, and she built the house uh, very sustainably, and it's just really super cool. So we had a blast. We got to pet goats. I can't complain. <laughs> <laughs> and the cool thing about this is, you know, we always talk about how people are getting so disconnected from the food supply, and, mm-hmm. you know, from how it's how it's how animals are raised, and then of course how they're slaughtered and and processed. And so going out and doing something like this is you kind of reconnect with, you know, with animals in general, which is a good thing. Right. And these were milking goats, so um, there's a difference. You know, we learned a little bit about the difference between raising meat goats and milking goats and then of course there was chickens and the chickens were hilarious right outside of our bedroom window of the guest house so we got to watch them run around every morning and we were going through the chicken coop and talk about seeing where your food comes from when she lifted the door of the chicken coop a chicken was like had just like dropped an egg and was like looking back at us like, hey, this is for you guys. <laughs> Look what so I did. It was, you know, just a really fresh egg. The chicken was just getting up. 
That's really cool. Oh, it was hilarious. The chickens are so funny. I yeah. want chickens now. Oh, yeah. Anybody that has chicken know they are a mess. Yeah. I learned it's not so bad from her. But what I did learn is you have to be real careful. She had a slaughter on her hands like in one night. When she very first started, 13 chickens were murdered during the night by probably a raccoon. <laughs> She's pretty sure. So anyway, we learned a lot. She said, I like to share all my mistakes. She said, because everything for me has been a first, which I thought was so cool that someone decided this is going to be my life. I'm going to plant roots here and I'm going to work my land and I'm going to provide food for myself as much as possible. And, you know, I'm going to make mistakes because I really don't know a lot about this. And so she was able to share a lot of her first mistakes or many mistakes and said, you know, if you do this, if you do any of this, you're going to make a lot of mistakes, but you learn from each one. And that's very much how keto is, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, over the years, we've done so many different things of, of types of foods we've eaten and tried and eliminated and added back in and just always experimenting with, with diet to see how it makes you feel. You know, and speaking of that, over the last few weeks, we've kind of done a few um, different things, testing our... See, Our, I provided you such a great segue there. I know. I know. It's, it worked out so well. It's almost well. like we planned it, but we didn't. I know. Because <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. We make mistakes, and we've done a couple of mistakes. They weren't mistakes. They were planned. They were... Uh, Semi-planned. Yeah, they were tactical, like the tactical kitchen. They were. That's so good. They were tactical. Because you have to, you have to know, or sometimes it's good to go back and understand how things affect you. So it was Melody's birthday recently we haven't talked to you since then i'm oh. old now <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while <laughs> well so, we talked to you but we've talked to other people right you now so we so. went out messing around and uh we were out drinking coffee and visiting a farmer's market <laughs> it sounded like you're about we were out drinking we we're out drinking <laughs> coffee <laughs> drinking coffee and uh we stopped into uh, you know like a breakfast place and because we heard they had really good omelets but yeah. but they also serve pancakes <laughs> with their omelets why do they do this to me? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Why? But, okay. So, instead of having a birthday cake, we had just pancakes. So, here was the interesting thing. It was a cute place. We went to a farmer's market, and it was about to be over. But, you know, we wanted to mosey around there. But this breakfast place, right? We, we get our food, and there's... They always serve some sort of potato with mm -hmm. breakfast, it seems. Yep. And this one was tater tots, which was hilarious. But we both put one in our mouth just to see. And I will tell you, I'm a million times more terrified of tater tots made in a fryer than I am of a plate of a couple of pancakes made out of some flour and some milk, you know. And a few other ingredients. Obviously. Is that what pancakes are made out of? I thought Pretty it was. Much. I thought it was magic. In it a bowl. is magic. It's magic <laughs> in a bowl. But I'm way more comfortable eating the pancakes than I am eating that fryer oil. How do you feel about? No, that? No, absolutely. I did. This, we did the same thing. We I picked up a tater tot and I put it in my mouth and it was you know interesting. But the the film it leaves in your mouth that you can immediately feel. And that industrial cooking oil, which there's so many studies about how bad that affects the body on a cellular level, um, is again when you talk about you know being afraid of foods, mm -hmm. that's a food I'm I'm afraid of putting in my body. Right. So we ate the pancakes without any shame. Literally, I was like, 
are you eating the pancakes? And you were like, yeah. And I was like, well, I'm eating the pancakes then. And I did it with abandon. And I ate, there were two, and they were not that big, but I ate them. Yeah, they weren't big pancakes. And I ate my omelet. I ate all my omelet. Usually they're like a three-egg omelet at those places, right? So I ate all my omelet. I ate the pancakes. And I just want to say that I've never been that full. Well, I have, but it's probably been about six years or so, five years at least. A long since time. I have felt that full. I felt like a tick on a dog on a hot summer day. And uh, this is something you try to relay to people that are, are transitioning to keto from a standard American diet or, or whatever crappy American diet they're eating is how full is different. Um, you know, when you're eating keto or even carnivore, full is satisfied. Full is I'm, I'm, I'm mentally, my body uh, has told me it received all of its nutrients and I'm done eating opposed to eating a bunch of pancakes and my belly, my pant, my belt is telling me I'm full because it's stretched to the limit. I hadn't felt my stomach stretch out like that in like a couple of years at least. I very, don't even know. I can't even tell you when the last time was. Very unfamiliar, weird feeling. I was like, I feel like my stomach's going to explode because <laughs> like normally I get up from eating a huge steak and I feel very light, which is so counter intuitive right Right. you think you're gonna eat this big steak and feel over full Mm -mm. two little pancakes made me feel like what are are those characters on Willy Wonka the blueberry the Oompa 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 Loompas well the blueberry was the the girl that and then she swelled up swelled up like a blueberry yeah I felt like that I felt like you're gonna swell up I felt like that I I thought I was gonna explode I really felt uh, you know larger around the middle so and it's well, well and here's how I explained it to my daughter we were talking about this and you eat the carbs and they absorb the liquid and they swell just kind of like a sponge they Mm -hmm. just get bigger in your tummy hey there's the keto train it's the keto been a while since we've heard the keto train we heard it but we were in the middle of an interview and i didn't (laughs) want to interrupt (laughs) funny things happen in the middle of podcasts like it was a couple weeks ago we're doing a podcast and i get a, a a text from my son who's at school and says a kid is running around stabbing people. And the school and the school was sending his text. The school was on <laughs> lockdown. And so it was like, we're trying to keep our composure during the during the recording. The recording all was well. It was just a, a social media post that Right. And then the rumors ran rampant. Oh my gosh. I mean they were we got every different kind of story from each kid is hilarious really funny so but, but back to eating carbohydrates yeah and so they in swell in your stomach right and then the difference is is when you eat protein and just think about it it's common sense your stomach's full of acid and the proteins where the magic happens is in the stomach proteins kind of just melt they kind of just they just melt in the acid right mm-hmm. yeah and when you eat a carb, it has to go, it has to start digesting in your mouth, and then it really has to get down. It has fiber in it that doesn't break down in the stomach. That doesn't happen until the intestines and col- down in the colon. So you have that fullness because it, it's not going to break down in your stomach. And it's just so interesting, and I hadn't felt that. And then we tried to go and drink coffee. Because we were like, we want to go to this really cute coffee place right next door and get try their coffee because we've been trying new coffee places. We couldn't even hardly get the coffee down. We mm-hmm. were so full. It was really interesting. But 
you know, coffee places, uh, which we love, and we tried another one recently that was great. It was really fun. Um, but we couldn't drink all of our coffee. That was the thing. Like, yeah. I was so full, I couldn't drink all my coffee. That's so miserable. And it wasn't like it was a big, it was a small, it was a small cup of coffee. No, it was like a European-sized coffee. Yeah. So then I'm telling you that for like 30 minutes, we're just both going on about we're never going to eat again. We're so full. This is like one thirty. <laughs> 5.30 rolls around, and I'm like, I'm starving. So hungry. So hungry. So, John, now these are the, the, the effects you have to know that this food has on you, that it's you're, you're going to feel really full, and then you're going to get really hungry, which if you, you look at it from like a, a human standpoint, that should never happen. You should yeah. get full and stay full, not, not I get or really be full. be satisfied. Yeah, yeah, be satisfied. Now, you have to understand how the food's going to affect you. I know when I'm eating, you know, if I take in sugar... Uh, I'm looking for joint pain. That's the next thing that I'm I'm looking for. So I know this going in that I'm probably going to have this issue, but this was a Saturday and Sunday is an off day. Yeah. So I figured, hey, maybe I can get through Sunday of not doing anything and by Monday for the long run, we'll be okay. Right. And I'm, so I kind of thought the same thing, but I really thought I won't be eating dinner tonight because I'm so full. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of surprised when it... About 5.30, only about four hours later, I started feeling really like the grumbly hunger pains, which was interesting because like this weekend, I was able to, like I left here Friday afternoon. We stopped our eating window. Um, Anyway, Saturday, I ended up not eating for the first time Saturday until 2 p.m. because we had our homesteading class and I just had... A fat coffee in the morning, but didn't have any food. And I wasn't hungry until that time anyway. So I was able to go a long time. And when I got hungry, it was just a very subtle kind of like, I'm ready for food. Mm-hmm. You, went, it, you went a solid 24 hours. Yeah, it was pretty simple to do that. And I did the same thing on Sunday because I didn't, I, when we got up, I had a fat coffee and then I didn't eat anything until I got home yesterday afternoon, and that was like two thirty mm-hmm. when we find or two o'clock, two thirty or yeah. so when we finally ate. And it was so easy to go long periods of time without food. Yeah, and it makes it it's easy when you're doing what we do as far as uh, you know carnivore ish, but it's really hard if you're consuming pancakes and hash browns and all those sugary carby foods that all they do is make you hungrier due to their low nutrient value they don't have any nutrition so you'll stuff it in your belly your belly will expand and go stop eating before we explode like the guy from Monty python yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's just a sliver um or you know uh you eat regular regular food and you get filled up with nutrients and you're not hungry for a long period of time like you were for like 24 hours well and what was interesting was that now, I, I stayed keto-ish mm-hmm. with my daughter because she's a taco lover. Right. She's, not, she's not a keto She's person. not keto. And, but she does a lot of intermittent fasting. Like, she'll, not eat, she'll get up and have, like, a tea or whatever in the morning or coffee, and then she won't eat until lunchtime. Mm-hmm. So she still does a lot of intermittent fasting, which is probably, you know, I told her that's, you know, that is great. And so we did, we went to Torchy's Tacos yesterday, uh, Saturday for dinner, early dinner. And um, they, you know, it's tortillas, it's corn tortillas for the taco shell. I got that instead of the flour. And they put two tortillas on it because otherwise it kind of falls apart. 
but I did eat those and I really didn't feel too bad. But this morning, I kind of felt the effects of Saturday's dinner this morning because I felt a little stomach, like a little rumbling in the lower regions of my stomach. <laughs> like my body was like, what is this corn business doing in here? But it wasn't bad. And I think because I'm able to fast so long, it just makes life easier when you do have that meal. If you want to get back on the right track again, just do a longer extended fast. Mm -hmm. You know, make sure it's a 16-hour or or so fast up to a 24-hour fast, and you're golden. You can get right back where you want to be. Get right back in the game. And and, and that's something that we we talk about is, is not being too hard on yourself. We're pretty strict for... For a lot of the time, yes. I mean, we are we're pretty pretty on it only because we're stubborn. But if you're you know a normal person and you're around a lot of other people that you know they're not keto or they're just you know just regular old you know eating the way they eat, mm-hmm. and you want to do that, then you you know you take that one day maybe on the weekend to kind of let yourself go, just let your hair down, relax. Yeah. It's no big deal. Take a bath, use some magnesium. Um, you know, relax, and uh, you're going to be okay if you kind of just get right back on the horse. Yeah, exactly. Well, what I what what I did see going with her to Austin, and we've been to picnic Austin. Anybody mm. around who's been to KetoCon, who, which again, we're going to post a link for you to get your tickets. Um, if you don't know much about KetoCon, go back and listen to episode sixty nine with Robin mm-hmm. and learn all about KetoCon. So. If you're in the Austin area, you know about Picnic Austin. And we went to the restaurant location on Burnett Road on Saturday for our first meal, which wasn't until, like I said, it was like 2 o'clock. So I still kept a short eating window because we ate, we went and did a walk, and then we went and ate again. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, sorry, you got to squeeze all your food in this three-hour window with me. (laughs) And... um, But we went to Picnic, and what I loved about... I've never been to their restaurant before. I've only had their coffee at their trailer. Um, But I loved that on their menu, they tell you exactly what they cook with, which that kind of transparency is so helpful when, you know, you're like us, and you want to know what your food is cooked in. Like, they only cook in avocado oil and coconut oil and things like that. So they're, they're very... They, they kind of reach a broad group of people. They're, you know, no corn, no soy, and no gluten. I mean, their menu is very clean. Mm-hmm. So it is so hard to find a restaurant like that that people can actually go and eat and feel comfortable. And there I felt like, wow, I can, as long as I just stay away from carbs, I can order anything on this menu and feel good about it. And so my my egg bowl was pasture raised eggs and all grass fed or pasture raised meats, and I felt great about it. Yeah, and you that know? goes back to you. You've, we fear we talked about this. We fear the industrial cooking oils, but when you go to a place like again what they used to cook with, you know, year, years ago when they cooked with with real saturated fats, um, you didn't have this problem. And yeah. fine. It'd be cool if, if most restaurants did that. Right. Just be transparent about what oil you're cooking, you know, your food in or what fat. Yes. Because that's that's really the scariest part of all. I'm not as scared of sugar as I am a, a fryer filled with some kind of like blend of oils. Right. Yeah. Totally. <clears throat> totally agree. Because uh, sugar, even though, uh, you know, is not good for you, there's no reason to eat it. You can get away with a small amount of it. It's the it's the constant 
daily consumption of sugar that's really going to destroy your gut. Yeah, and you know, when I say sugar, I'm talking all the carbs. Like I'm not as scared I'm not scared of a sweet potato. I'm not even scared of cake when it comes to, you know, what what would I choose? Would I choose to eat french fries or a chocolate cake? Well, if the chocolate cake is made with butter and sugar and real eggs, I'd be less afraid of the cake than I would of like sweet potato fries, for instance. Right. Or fried vegetables, you know, deep fried vegetables or whatever. I'm just scared of the oil. (laughs) Don't eat that oil. It's terrible. Yeah. This goes into pick your poison. Yeah. Pick your poison. And, you know, if somebody was making me choose, let's just say that. Well, uh, other things that happen, this, again, this is recent news. I know we don't do a recent news bit, but right now we're going to do a recent news bit. Uh, The last week, I've, I've seen this on Facebook and people have been posting about it, that that show came out on Netflix, The Game Changers. Yeah, I didn't do a lot of social media this weekend, so well, I didn't know a lot about what was going on. I've heard of this, and I've watched clips of it, and I know what it is, and I think it's stupid. Yeah, so so just <laughs> watching clips of it makes me cringe. And so, uh, you know, when somebody posts about it, I just I just follow up with a, hey, you, you know this is, this is BS. These people are lying, and they're like, no, they're not. I mean, it's so hard to uh, try to convince somebody when they when they see it. Like you've got Arnold up there talking, and I saw the clip with Arnold, and he talks about plant based proteins and how his cholesterol is lower than it's ever been. Well, newsflash, Arnold: low cholesterol is not healthy. You should not have low cholesterol. You should have higher cholesterol, just healthy cholesterol. Right. Well, you know, I mean, they're they're going to use all of that to try to push you into a plant based diet. And here's the, here's the thing. Like, I, okay, I went to the store. We went to the grocery store Friday evening when I got in so Abby could get some some food. And, um, and I brought the roast chicken, you know, that I had made. But when we're walking past the, all the fruits and vegetables, the produce section, there's a whole section of all these fruits that are from all, they're not from here. I'm just going to point it out. Red dragon fruit is not from the... It's not in Austin. It's not from the 48 states, the 48, you know, (laughs) continental states. So that had to come from somewhere else. And typically your pineapple, your kiwis, your, all your, all your tropical fruits like that. And they had a crap ton of them, all these tropical fruits. And I'm like... You know, and then I go into a Whole Foods and they've got acai bowl places and it's, you know, love the environment kind of thing. And I'm like, no, not when acai comes from nowhere near here. Right. So well, it's just interesting. Yeah. And, and quinoa, I read this article over the past week or so as well as how, how the the growth in quinoa and how the demand has gone up so much that, you know, quinoa is from Peru. Mm-hmm. Now the people that used to eat quinoa on their traditional diet, they can't afford it anymore. That's crazy. And they've it's become so of this mono-agricultured plant now that it's destroying the environment down there along with asparagus. So when you start talking about, you know, friendly for the environment and all that stuff is coming from Peru, that's not environmentally friendly at all. Right. So, okay, on asparagus and on this note... Where we were at this weekend at this homestead, um, the girl, the the lady that owns it, Sarah, she has her raised gardens she that she has. So if you look at what we were sitting down talking and I was like, if you look at what you have right here, like you can survive on every single thing that you have on this. She only farms two acres. She only homesteads two acres of it. Ten acres of it is just floodplain. Yeah. So, and she keeps it natural. 
So within two acres, she lives and has complete and utter nourishment. She grows some vegetables. She grew asparagus, and I learned about asparagus, which was really cool. Um, but she has eggs. She has chickens. She she does she can process her own chicken for herself. She can't do it for other people, but she can process a chicken. She learned how. She said, I learned how on YouTube. So if you want to know how to process your own chicken, apparently you can learn this on YouTube. I bet you can. Um, she makes cheese from her goat's milk. She drinks her goat's milk. And, you know, if she needed to, she could get an, some meat goats if she needed more substantial meat like that. But she has chicken, eggs, and all, all these different things that she can do. She can basically live on her land. She grows strawberries in the when it's strawberry season mm-hmm. yep. and anything that she has extra, she's learned all about canning and, and preserving and ferments. So she can sustain herself all year long from two acres of her land. And it's really less than two acres because it's a very small place where all this food can be, you know, grown and taken care of. So when you look at that versus somebody who's getting in a side bowl every day, and the impact on the environment, I just want to say Sarah wins every single day. Yeah. Every, every single time. Everything's out of her front door and, and not shipped from Peru or from Serbia or from Mexico or California or wherever all this yeah. stuff comes from. Now, I, I want to make a point because I don't want to sound like I'm a hater on plants. Plants are okay. And the way Sarah's doing it is the way if you want to not impact the environment, that is that is the way to do it. Yeah, she has some fruit trees, and the way it just so cool the way everything works together. And she's you know into permaculture. So, if you want to know more about that, go look it up. We don't have time for that, right? Um, I don't know enough about it. I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to learn. That's why I went to a weekend class. And so, you know, she's got all these things working together, and the farm really kind of like gives and takes from itself. And so it's this constant, it's like a ballet. It's like choreography, Mm -hmm. how it works together. And it's beautiful. And she doesn't have to go outside of her her area to get much of anything. Yeah. And I thought, I want to be like Sarah, you know? Now we're getting chickens. (laughs) I want goats. More I want want goats because I love to hear the goats. Well, here's the the deal with that. If you get goats and chickens, now you're locked in. Like, you're not... It's not like you can become a vagabond and travel the world. No. Now now you've got to take care of your chickens and goats. And I thought it was really cool sitting there because at 25, she made the decision this is what she wanted to do. And she has two little girls. And so they're six and, and four, and they're growing up like this. And she said, I decided I wanted roots. I wanted to be someplace. And what was interesting to me in the moment she said that was that 200 years ago, there wasn't a choice. Everyone had to live like this. Mm-hmm. Unless you, you, you know, there were cities where people had markets. Obviously, we've had that. But let's just take it back, you know, to people living on the prairie. This was your life. There wasn't there wasn't a choice. Right. You know, you had your own food at your disposal. You, well, you had to and, have. And now people are making the decision to go back to that when you do have all the conveniences. And they're deciding to be a little inconvenienced mm-hmm. and have what we call slow food instead of fast food. Yeah. Well, well, even fast food. If you are normally buying your vegetables from the grocery store, you're not as environmentally friendly as you think you are. 
It's just so hard it's to be so environmentally friendly. Yeah, and you have to accept that, that that's just the culture, our society, the, what we have developed ourselves into. So I'm not saying you should feel bad about it. You should absolutely not. But the problem I have with this, with the plant people, <laughs> the plant people, <laughs> the plant people is when they start telling me that plants are better than meat. That's when I start having an issue. Uh, that telling me that you should not eat meat and you should only eat plants. You should have a plant-based diet. That's when I take, you know, uh, insult to that because uh, I think meat should definitely be a part of your diet. If you eat a lot of vegetables, that's okay. Right. It's not like it's a big I deal. I think everybody pretty much knows that we're not, you know. We're not on the plant-based bandwagon. We are not at all. I've talked at length how I never, I've never liked vegetables I'm since I was sure a kid. I'm sure everybody knows you don't like vegetables. Yeah, I just, you know, meat, egg, sausage, bacon, I'm good to go. I don't need anything else. Yeah. But if you're somebody that enjoys eating your vegetables, go ahead. It, it ain't going to hurt you. But get some meat in there. Yeah, and just I think the big thing is the thing that bothers me the most is that people use it as an environmental platform. Correct. You know, that's the thing that bothers me the most because I think it's so like I, they're so misinformed. There's something like where did you just stop critically thinking along right. this path and just read something and go, "Yes, amen, that's it." And and, and to that point, uh you know, you get all the plant-based burgers out there, the plant-based meat, which is funny that they have to call it meat, you know, it's plant-based, you know. It's so I stupid. Know. So so beyond me, they're they're the big push now, and that's and again go back to game changers. James Cameron, who made that show, is a huge investor in Beyond Me. Okay, I want everyone to just and I don't mean this in a terrible. It's gonna sound horrible. However, I say it, it's gonna sound terrible. But <laughs> okay. Terminator, the new you worked on Terminator. Yeah, well, I consulted the new one. On the the new consulted. One, yeah. You consulted on it on some of their scenes where they needed some military help. But Linda Hamilton, let's just look at her for a second. She doesn't eat any meat. She needs a steak. <laughs> she needs a steak. She, you know, you can tell the the skin, the and she's she's sixty three. Mm-hmm. You don't expect her to look twenty five anymore, obviously. But she does look a little bit worse for the wear mm-hmm. because there's just probably not enough nutrients there to keep up with what needs to be happening in her body. And when I see someone, I can almost 100% point out that they're vegan or that they don't eat meat or that you know they're not getting enough amino acids and fats. Yeah, because it's, their hair, their yeah, skin. It's just really easy to point out. And I've seen so many people making jokes this week about her and Arnold and it being like, you mean the geriatric t- <laughs> terminators? <laughs> and, and I saw someone post like two people in wheelchairs, you know? And I was like, well, they're, they are older, mm-hmm. but they are going to accelerate that aging process with eating the way that they've chosen to eat. It's just the way that it is. Yep. It's just it's not my rule, it's science. It's well, basic human biology. Right. Science. So so back to Beyond Meat, uh, you know, and the and the plant-based people, uh, Beyond Meat uh, had to retract their claims that meat causes heart disease and cancer. So that was one right. of that, that was one of the things that they're pushing this this plant-based meat because it was better than meat because it, it didn't cause heart disease and cancer. Well, there's no proof that Real meat causes heart disease and cancer, so they had to retract that no, because, they're, because they're getting sued for making false claims. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, did I tell... We haven't we haven't talked, just you and I, since this happened, but one day when I was at the store getting some groceries, 
Um, I passed by the the meat section, mm-hmm. and there was a butcher putting out Beyond Burgers and an end cap of the refrigerated section where all the chicken and all that are at, are usually at. And so he's putting it all out, and he's like standing with both hands on the on it, just looking down at it. And he turns around, and I said, "How do you like that?" And he just shook his head, and just was like made a noise and frowned, like <laughs> I can't believe I have to put this out. And he just walked away, and I was like, "That was the funniest interaction," because I was saying it in a snarky way, like, "How do you like that?" And he was like, "Hmm." It was like, all he did was groan and grunt. And I was like, true butcher fashion. That's awesome. I agree totally. Uh, Something else we talked about uh, or want to talk about was, um, you know, people uh, that are kind of getting new to the keto keto space and they're picking up magazines or books off the shelf and, you know, and using those as resources to make their journey on their keto diet. A couple things that you noticed that they should be wary of. Okay, so we said this not long ago about how keto's everywhere. When I went to the store Friday night, there were not one, not two, but like three or four different new keto ice creams. Not, not four stones? Four stones. Four stones. If not you're, one, not two. Okay, fifth element. Fifth element. If you know that reference, <laughs> we're your friend. Um, so there were like four different kinds of keto ice creams at an HEB in Elgin, Texas, which is not a big town. I was like, what is going on? Yeah, I bought one. And um, so the more keto gets out into the space, the more products, the more people jump on the bad wagon. We've already said this. So I go to Book People Bookstore with my daughter, and we're looking at, you know, magazines and stuff. And I pick up about four different magazines that are like Quick Start Keto Guide, Keto Guide, The Keto Diet, all these different things. I'm looking through them. You know, one of them's the Paleo Magazine, their keto mm-hmm. guide. It's good, chock full of information. I didn't read the whole thing. But I got to, I started looking through recipes, and that's the real telltale thing. And I got to one, and it just says the keto diet on the front cover. And I read through all the recipes, and every recipe that required some sort of oil, they used canola oil in the recipe. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, either A, you're totally not interested in our health and you don't give a crap, or B, you're completely ignorant of what keto really is and its health benefits and why we do it in the first place. And so be aware when you go to buy something or you go to recommend it to a friend and make sure you know it's a good source. That's a bad source. The Keto Diet magazine publication, I don't know who put you out, but no. Yeah, you need to figure out who you are and why you're doing it. We know you're, they're just they're, they're up for the money grab. That's all they're doing. Yeah, don't put canola oil all in your recipes and then say it's keto. That is an oil that, hands down, we all know is one of the nastiest oils on the planet. Just Google how it's made. Duck, duck, go it. Don't Google it anymore. <laughs> Do a duck, duck, go and search canola oil production and just watch or go on YouTube and watch it. And it's disgusting. Yeah. So gross. Yeah. So so just be wary. We talked about it before, like Melody said. Just just kind of know what you're reading. And, and if you don't know and you have questions about things, send it to us. We'll figure it out. Yeah, if I don't know the answer or Steve doesn't know the answer, we can probably find out. Or we'll make one up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So, uh, so speaking about us making stuff up, uh, one of the things we talked about was extending our runs. Oh yeah. You know, t- trying to do a little, little more uh, long-term endurance training, and we've done that over the past couple weeks. I know uh, last week you did eight miles. I ran for one hour thirty-eight minutes and like. 17 seconds. I have it down to the second. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, we've been extending those runs. And and it's just for fun, just to see how how it affects us for me. Oh, no, I'm serious. Oh, never mind. Melody is really serious about this. No, I am. I am serious. I want want to be a better runner. You are. You you are being a better runner. But, yeah, we're extending our runs. So, and and again, we're doing this with no carbs and and no pre-workouts and no beet juice and... Well, except for that one day with pancakes, and then I had two tortillas this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Well, those weren't intentionally to try to better your run. No, they were actually negative for my run because on one run, I had to pause and come back to the house because I had stomach issues. (laughs) Yeah, so that's how that food can affect you if you're, you know, you're you're trying to do some athletic events. You got to be careful of what you do before you're. Never do anything, and I'm saying this because Steve told me this. Never do anything on race day that you didn't do in training. Yeah, that's good advice that I got from many other people. So, but it's been going well. Um, you know, you ran eight last week. I ran. I, ran I think I ran eight half. last week. Eight and a half. Um, and it's funny. Don't so this me morning, my half mile. this morning we only did six, and it seemed like not very long. It seems so short, and I felt like I could have gone longer. But the reason why is because it's a good reason. We're just. It's not that we're not doing it this week. It's that I'm having to flip. My workouts this week because Saturday we're part of a um, crush ret syndrome. Crush ret syndrome. Yes, I have to say it slow or it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> so we're doing um, um, fundraising. So you count your steps and and she said, could you just do your long run on Saturday when they count? And so yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm just going to flip my long run to Saturday instead. Yeah. So I shortened it today. Shortening my long run. And and it was, I ran five and walked one today. So I ran a short, a short run for me was five miles. Yeah. I can't believe that. Well, that's when you know you're starting to get into those running is when you can run five, six miles and you get done and, and you feel good. Like you could run a lot more and it doesn't affect right. you. So that that's kind of where we're getting, and and again for me it's it's running on a bad knee, just just changing run form, eating right, uh, making sure you don't have any joint pain, so you can so you can do uh, the things you want to do. Now I'm not running fast, you know, I'm just running you know ten ten and a half minute mile. It's not blazing speed. It's just trying to get the mileage in and it not hurt. Right, and if anybody follows our Instagram stories, then you saw the the stray dog that ran with me Thursday five miles it was so awesome because my dog doesn't do that my dog does not he can't he's too (laughs) he's too goofy he's too goofy he is scooby-doo yep so that was super fun and i was like oh i wanted him to come home with me maybe that's one of the airbnb experiences you can look for is is you pay for a dog to run with you okay this is totally off subject Right, so I've been looking Why for not? those. I know, right? I've been looking at the Airbnb experiences, and I found some that are basically, when you really read them with a critical mind, mm-hmm. they are you paying the person to do that person's work. Right, like there's a guy in Tahoe who has nine dogs, 
and he takes his nine dogs on a walk. And your experience that you can purchase for $150 is to come do a trail hike with him and his dogs. And then he will provide a bonfire and s'mores afterwards. And that's it. (laughs) So you are going to help walk and pick up dog poop along a trail for $150 with some dude who got nine dogs. Hey, I'm sure... I'm sure it's a great experience. If you've never been to Tahoe and, and, and hiked up there, it's beautiful. And doing it with a dog is probably way more fun. And if there's a bonfire and s'mores, I'm sure it's great. Is it 150 so, bucks great? I don't know. Here's what I'm proposing. We have a big yard, and it gets filled with dog poop every now and again. <laughs> so my new experience is that if you come to our house, for $150, you can help me pick up dog poop, and I will make you a fat coffee and some carnivore waffles. <laughs> we'll give you some workout tips, too. You can even use my barbell. <laughs> Melody's personal barbell. My personal barbell that I have sweated <laughs> all over. You can use it for $150. I think that's a good deal. Uh, well, I think that that is a, <clears throat> a really good way to end the show, offering some of our quality services to the people out there. It's exercise all the way around, plus carnivore waffles. What could go, I mean, what could be better? Well, the carnivore waffles are worth a trip if you have Say that them. real fast. Those carnivore waffles. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. All right. Anything else to add before I let these people go about their wonderful day? I don't think so. All right. Well, uh, again, we appreciate you guys listening. We really enjoy uh, talking to you. Uh, if you have anything for us, please send it our way. Yeah, absolutely. We really appreciate um, those likes, shares, subscriptions, and reviews mm. on the iTunes. We've had some. I get I get a lot of people that will send me stuff on Instagram and say, "Oh my gosh, I love listening to y'all," which is funny because I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, "Really?" Because we're not even saying anything today. <laughs> like we're just like rambling. But for all of you who have sent me a message saying that you really enjoy our podcast, we couldn't be more grateful to have you along on our journey. Yes, absolutely. And remember, we're going to be at KetoCon. So if you want to get tickets to go to KetoCon next June in Austin. Yeah, and you need to still you need to really start thinking about it if you plan to go because at some point the ticket prices are going to increase and then they're going to get cut off because they're limiting the ticket sales just because of space. So when they're gone, they're gone. Right. So um, and we'll put a link for that. Yeah, we love. Uh, you know, if we can set like a meetup or have a get together down there with everybody that has listened to the show, that'd be awesome. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, we hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening. Go out there, eat fat, and prosper. Thanks for listening to the Tasco Kitchen. Hit subscribe and leave us a review. Don't forget to send your questions to btkquestions at gmail.com and visit our website, thetacticalkitchen.com.